I'm going to continue in this series of King Me, and it's the game of checkers that we will, that I use this analogy of checkers, and we know when you get across the board, you know the single checker is just a single checker, but when you make it across the board, you can tell your opponent, King Me, and another checker goes on top, and now you become, you'll be able, you're able to do more than you were before. And last week was just so powerful as we were praying for God's anointing to come upon us so that we could do more for God. We could do more for the Lord. By ourselves, sure, we can move around the checkerboard. Absolutely, we can move through life. You can go to work. You can make money. You can live life. But with God, we can do so much more. We could do the impossible. We could do what others cannot do. What others fear, we could do because God is with us. And that is what this series is all about, praying and asking, God, would you king me? Would you come upon my life? Would you help me to do more? And so we're believing that. And so we're picking up the story of Saul, basically on the first day of the job. Here he is, King Saul has been anointed to do the work of God. He's been anointed to do what he could not do on his own. The first king, starting from scratch, and I, and I know he was grateful for it, that the power of God came upon him to do what he could not do on his own, and that is to build a kingdom. And God, just like that, started the kingdom of God. And so here is Saul. Here he is on the first day of the job. First Samuel chapter 11, verse 1. You have your Bible, and you'll see it on the screen, but 1 Samuel chapter 11, verse 1 says, About a month later, speaking of the anointing of Saul, about a month later, King Nahash of Ammon led his army against the Israelite town of Jabesh-Gilead. But all the citizens of Jabesh asked for peace. Make a treaty with us, and we will be your servants, they pleaded. All right, Nahash said, but only on one condition. I will gouge out the right eye of every one of you as a disgrace to all Israel. Give us seven days to send messengers throughout Israel, replied the elders of Jabesh. If no one comes to save us, we will agree to your terms. When the messengers came to Gibeah of Saul and told the people about their plight, everyone broke into tears. Saul had been plowing a field with his oxen, and when he returned to the town, he asked, What's the matter? Why is everyone crying? So they told him about the message from Jabez. Father, I pray that you will speak to us today. I thank you for your strength that is with me. I thank you for your spirit that is abiding in me today, that's here in this room, that's here in the people that are here that's with those that are watching online. So may your spirit just take this word to this broken vessel. And would you speak to us? Would you bring transformation? Would you empower? Would you challenge us? Would you inspire us? Would you speak to us? And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. So here is Saul. First day on the job. And what does Saul do? He's plowing a field. Not very kingly, right? Not what you would have thought would have been Saul's first task as king of Israel. King of Israel, you started your, your kingdom. You know, it kind of reminds me of the uh, Super Bowl 
when they asked the, the winning quarterback, hey, you've won the Super Bowl. What are you going to do now? I'm going to go to Disney World. Saul, you're king of Israel. What are you going to do now? I'm going to plow a field. Doesn't sound too kingly. Doesn't sound like that would have been the action of the first king of Israel, but that's what Saul was doing. He was plowing a field. And I could just be encouraged this morning in thinking about that. As I get into my message, I do want to challenge you. I do want to inspire you. I do want to motivate you to dream big, to think big. I believe 2022 has great things in store for us. I know it, and I, I have this burning message inside of me. And I want us to believe for big things. I shared with you a dream that Mike Team Hill had, and that dream came to pass last week. He had a dream of Jim Morris coming up. I believe God is speaking great things. I believe He's moving in great things, and I want to see great things done. And a day like today, I can believe for it. There's something inside me. There's a strength inside me. It doesn't come from myself. It comes from the Lord. It's a strength to believe for great things. And I can tell you that I can look out. And yes, I have, you know, I've already said it. There's a lot of empty seats. But there is a faith inside of me that we're going to see great things. We're going to see mighty things. In the past, you know, I, I've been a part of staff meetings where people start getting down because of the numbers. And I've been a part of situations where worry and doubt and fear come because the numbers are small. But something I know that we have been faithful to the Lord. <coughs> I know we've been faithful to Him. I know we've been faithful to God's Word and we've been faithful to prayer. So when I see low numbers, I don't worry, I don't doubt. But there's a faith inside of me that says God is going to do great things. I believe it with all of my heart. And yet, when we believe for great things, I do want to just remind you, we still need to take care of the plowing. We still need to take care of the plowing. The plowing still needs to be done. And this morning, I just want to encourage you, keep plowing. Keep doing, take care of the basics. Let's dream big. Let's believe for big things. Let's believe for great things to be done. But we're also got to take care of the plowing. And I just want to encourage you today with us. Now, here is the story of Saul, and he's plowing his field. First day on the job as king, and he's plowing the fields. But it didn't take long for his first test to come about. His first test was just around a quarter. The Bible says just about a month after that, maybe a few weeks of plowing, that first test came. And one of his towns was attacked. One of his towns was coming under attack. They, they, were, being, they were being threatened. They were being threatened by God. They're not by God. They were being threatened by another kingdom. And this king, the king of Ammon, was coming to attack them, was coming to rule them, was coming to come upon them to take their eye out. And you know, it's it's interesting. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate that. Take a drink, everybody. It's it's time for a drink of water. Stay hydrated. So here, here he was. He gets the news. And the news is it's a big problem. There's another kingdom, and they're coming, and they're going to attack us. And they're in tears. And they're crying. You can feel their pain. You can feel their worry. You can see it. 
You know, they, they, they know that this is life and death. And, um, you know, so many times, and I'll just say it for myself, I, I've looked at the Old Testament sometimes and I think, oh, God, if, if you would just part the Red Sea, man, everything would, you know, the news would catch on to this and the, the gospel would be spread. Oh, God, if we would just get a report of one guy sleeping and, and here he is taking a selfie with lions. God, man, if it was, we would just see some of these Old Testament miracles. You have to think about this. In the Old Testament, they battled for their life, literally. You know, we talk about the enemy, and he does come against us. But they had a physical enemy in the Old Testament that would try to take their life. And so the people, Jabesh Gilead, they, their life was literally on the line. This wasn't about a stimulus package. This wasn't about a pandemic. This was somebody at their door ready to take their life, ready to control them, ready to make them slaves. And Saul hears this, and he hears this cry. And I want to share with you today that this is a spiritual situation in our country, a spiritual situation in our lives. It's a spiritual situation all around us. And this is what we have. We have a situation where the enemy is coming in and he wants to enslave us with fear. He wants to enslave us in sin. He wants to enslave us with doubt. He wants to enslave us with hate. He wants to enslave us with bitterness and anxiety and sickness. He's coming against us and the Bible declares that he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy is coming and he's trying to put fear in our life, and he's trying to divide us. And he knows if he divides us, he can conquer us. And if he can get us to worry about our issues, and if he gets us to, be, to live in fear, then he is literally gouging our eye out. He is literally taking our eye out. And I want you to hear this. There is a spiritual attack on America today. There's a spiritual attack on our country today. There's a spiritual attack on our families today. There's a spiritual attack in our lives today. And the enemy is coming against us, and he's taking our sight from us. He wants to take our sight. Because this is what happens. If we do not have our sight, we still have our strength. We can still work. We can still go about our day. But we cannot see what's in front of us. And so we fear. We fear and there's doubt and there's worry. We can't see the pain of people. And, and so we get mad and we get divisive. And there's a plan of the enemy to blind us so that he can control us. And I want to declare over you today that through the power of God, a king has, a, has the power to see a problem. A king has the power to see the problem. You have been anointed by God to see what is happening. And receive this. Receive this prayer. Receive this anointing. Receive this encouragement. Receive this challenge. You are anointed by God to see. You are anointed by God to know what's happening out there. I can tell you today, that is what the strength is inside of me today. As I shared with you, as I've been open with you before, 24 years of ministry, I've been in meetings, 
where we start worrying about numbers. And on a day like today, you know, if I were to see with my eyes and take all that information and make decisions by what I'm seeing, I would be fearful. Oh, Lord, there's not going to be any offering this week. There's, there's no people here this week. I have some vision to share with you. And I'm thinking, well, nobody's going to watch this week. Nobody's here this week. But I'm, I am seeing something beyond the natural. And I can see what God is doing in the supernatural. Let me give it to you this way practically. If we can see what's coming, guess what? We're going to be prepared, right? And, uh, you know, so I'm, I was just there with Pastor Mark on, on Friday. Pastor Mark and I, uh, you know, we knew there was some chance of some, some uh, drizzling rain on Saturday. We had no idea what was going to happen. We didn't see that. We weren't weathermen. But on Fridays, though, Pastor Mark and I, we were getting rid of some of the carpet in one of the rooms that we, we were able to do without today. And we prepped the other room. And, uh, but we left that room alone because we couldn't, we didn't know what was coming our way for Sunday. And I was teasing, I said, Mark, man, if we, if only we would have known, we could have ripped out some more carpet. But we couldn't see what was coming. Had we seen what was coming, we would have done more things for it. And I want to share with you today that God is going to allow us to see things. He's going to allow us to see problems before they ever come. God's going to allow us to see what is taking place out there. And I want to share this with you, that there, there is more turmoil out there. There are going to be greater problems coming to America, coming to our world. Those are not going away. I have to be honest with you, and I have to share with you that there are, there are more things coming our way. There's more sickness coming our way. The pandemics aren't going away. Financial issues are not going away. The, the, the issues of life are not going away. We have more people. There are people who are turning their back on God. There are people who are forsaking God. They're forsaking the Word of God. And that means there's going to be more problems coming our way, but as kings and queens and as priests, we are going to see not the problem, but we're going to begin to see solutions. Look at what happens in the next verse. Uh, let me share it with you. Uh, verse uh, 6 of 1 Samuel. And let me share it. 1 Samuel verse, uh, chapter 11, verse 6 says this, Then the Spirit of God came powerfully upon Saul, and he became very angry. He took two oxen and cut them into pieces and sent the messengers to carry them throughout Israel with this message. This is what will happen to the oxen of anyone who refuses to follow Saul and Samuel into battle. And the Lord made the people afraid of Saul's anger, and all of them came out together as one. When Saul mobilized them at Bezak, he found that there were 300,000 men from Israel and 30,000 men from Judah. This is what I'm believing for. This is what I, I know in my heart. There's, there's so much belief in my heart right now. There is so much strength in my heart today that God is going to help you to see that He is with you and He has anointed you, not just to see the problem, but that He's going to give you a plan 
to fix the problem. He's going to give you a plan to help people. I know that with all of my heart, that just as I have confessed to you, and just as I have declared to you that there is more problems coming, that just means that there is more opportunities for you and I to show that God is real, that God is whole, that God is here, that God has not left us, He has not forsaken us, He is going to help us because you are here. I'm so grateful. Yesterday I was talking to Jim Morris, and I was talking to him on the phone, and I said, Jim, I, I, I believe, in, and he at that point had heard about this dream that Mike Tuhill had. And I said, Jim, I was so excited to hear this dream, because Jim is, has his own battles. He's battling for himself, and he's, he's battling uh, for his, his sister-in-law. And I said, Jim, do you see what God is doing? That he used you and you were the first one in your battle. You came forward and that sparked faith in our hearts and that sparked faith in this church and that caused a line. And I believe that your faith just started that because he was seeing a God who can heal. He was seeing a God who was on his side. He was seeing that God was still with him. He looked beyond his problem. Jim looked beyond his battle. And there was a faith that rose up within him. For Saul, it was anger. And he needed that anger because they were literally going to have to go to battle. They were going to have to literally fight. For us today, I believe it's faith. I believe it's courage. I believe it's inspiration. I believe it's the Spirit of God. To see, we're going to, we're going to see problems. And these problems are not going to, they're not going to make us run. We're not going to run from these problems. We're not going to get we're not going to get fearful. I'm not going to get worried about what's going to happen. Oh, I can't believe there was hardly anybody here today to hear the message. And maybe, they're, they, maybe their internet connection's not on working right now. I don't fear that. I'm not thinking that. I know God is going to hear our prayers today. I know He's going to hear us. He's going to give us a plan. God is giving us plans today. I'm believing He's given you a plan. I'm praying for that, and I'm believing for that. Let me just share with you really quick, because I have something very important to share with you. But I have a, I have a simple plan. Next week, we're going to talk more about home groups. But we're going to, I'm believing for home groups to be a part of our plan this year. Be a part of our home groups. Our home group is, we're, we're getting that together, and that's working with Right Now Media. But that's going to be a part of our plan. And uh, if you need to know more information about home groups, you know, just use that connect button, and I'll be sure to give you some information about our home groups. But we're starting those up next week. We're going to share more about home groups. Two things that I want to share with you that are new this year. Uh, number one is our men's monthly breakfast. I believe God wants us to have a time uh, to come together as men. The way God has ordained the Word of God is that He has charged us men to lead our homes. He has, called, he has called us to lead our homes. Now, remember, that just means we're the greatest servant. That's all that means. But God has called us to be the greatest servants in our homes. And so I, we started that a couple of years ago. It got shut down, but we're going to start it up again. Men, we're going to get together on the fourth Saturday of the month. And as teams, we're going to come together and we're going to challenge each other in our personal life. We're going to challenge each other in our home life. 
And we're going to challenge each other in reaching the lost. So that's going to happen. The other thing that's going to take place is we're just throughout the year, we need to get in the habit of calling times of prayer. Times of prayer and fasting. So I'm calling for a day of prayer and fasting on January 30th. And I'm going to ask you to fast from sundown the Saturday before to sundown the Sunday of, June, of January 30th. And uh, we're going to come together. So we'll have our morning service, as usual. Then we're going to come back together at 5 p.m. And we're going to pray together. I am confident. I am confident that God is going to help us today. He's going to give us strength today. It's a very simple plan, and I'm going to share so much more with you. And let me share this point with you. A king has confidence in God's plan. I am believing for confidence to rise up within our hearts. God is going to speak to us. We're going to see problems. We're going to hear them. They're not going away. They're not going away. But when we hear these problems, and when we begin to see what's happening to our friends and our family, to our jobs, to our economy, to our country, we are not going to fear. We are not going to doubt. We are going to rise up with faith. We're going to rise up with courage. And we're going to rise up with answers. And we're going to rise up with a plan. We're going to stand up and we're going to say, God is with us. Come, come, come and follow me as I follow Christ. I believe that the God is going to be with us in this last day and age, and he is going to help us today. And this is the end of the story uh, in 1 Samuel chapter 11. I have confidence in God's plan. Listen to Saul in uh, verse 9. 1 Samuel chapter 11 says this, So Saul Sent the, sent the messengers back to Jabesh Gilead to say, we will rescue you by noontime tomorrow. There was great joy throughout the town when that message arrived. The men of Jabesh then told their enemies, tomorrow we will come out to you, and you can do to us whatever you wish. But before dawn the next morning, Saul arrived, having divided his army into three detachments, he launched a surprise attack against the Ammonites and slaughtered them the whole morning. The remnant of their army was so badly scattered that no two of them were left together. This is what I'm believing for. This is what I know. This is my faith. This is my encouragement. This is my strength today. God is going to, I have confidence in God's plan. I have confidence that God is with us. I shared with you in the beginning that we have to keep plowing. Yes, dream big. Yes, dream, you know, have great dreams. Let's think about the impossible. Let's think about how can God use us this day and age. But we're going to keep plowing, which means we're going to keep reading our Bible. We're going to keep praying. That we won't forget to do. We're going to keep doing that. As God anoints us, we're going to keep reading our Bible. We're going to keep praying. And we're going to come together. We're going to keep meeting together as a church. We're going to meet together in homes through home groups. I'm going to ask men to come together and, and once a month to, to encourage each other. And we're going to encourage each other. And I believe and I have great confidence in these plans. They're simple. They're not complex. And I like simple plans. But we're going to keep doing this. 
We're going to keep believing, and God is going to help us. God's plan is going to solve the problem. God's plan is going to solve the problem. I believe it with all of my heart. And this year is going to be a year that when we hear of problems, that when we hear of pain, and when we hear of suffering, we're not going to back down. We're not going to run from it. We're not going to say, I don't know what to say. No, we're going to know exactly what to say. And it may be a few words, but we're going to say it. We're going to believe it. We're going to be the people of God that are going to bring people together and not separate, but we're going to bring people together and we're going to bring them in faith and we're going to bring them in courage. We're going to bring them together for victory. We are going to see a victory. We are going to see where there was death, we're going to see life. Where there was fear, we're going to see faith. Where there was doubt, we're going to see courage. Where there was a problem, we're going to see solutions. Where there were people running, we will see people coming together and answering the call of God to help our fellow men and women and children. There are problems that are going to keep coming. The enemy is going to keep coming, and he's going to try to gouge the right eye out of people. He's going to try to blind them. He's going to try to enslave them with fear and with doubt and with anxiety, with problems. He's going to do that. But listen, we're going to take we're going to we're going to take the enemy to our level. We're going to take our we're going to take the fight up. We're going to take the fight into the spiritual realm where he cannot win. You know, if he keeps us down here, if he keeps us in sickness down here, if he keeps us in debt down here and the worries about our financial, you know, we're trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions. If anybody has any mathematical common sense, you should have fear in America. Any mathematical common sense, you should have fear. And, 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 and I say that because I can say that in faith because I'm not fighting a, a financial battle. I'm not fighting a pandemic battle. I'm not fighting a policy battle. I am taking this battle to where it can go and where I know I can win. I'm taking it to a spiritual battle. That is where I'm taking this battle because spiritually, God governs it all. Spiritually, God is in control of it all. And spiritually, I am confident that we're going to win this battle. Listen, in the Old Testament, they battled for land. That's what you fought for. You fought for land. And in this story from the Old Testament, the people were worried that this, this king of Ammon was coming to take their land. That's what they fought for. And, God, but, and, and yet God anointed Saul to protect the land, and so God allowed Saul to protect the land. In the New Testament, hear me. In the New Testament, we're not battling for land. We're not battling for money. We're not battling for power. We're not battling for any of those things. This is what's taking place in the New Testament. It's no longer about land. It's about God possessing you. It's about God possessing me. It's about God possessing more of us. The New Testament is about God coming down 
to this earth and possessing us. I'm not worried about possessing more land. I'm not worried about the financial crisis that's around us. What I believe and what I know and what I am confident in today is that God is going to have more of my life. There is nothing that can come against God having more of my life. There is no amount of news, bad news, out there. There is no amount of collapse. Oh, there's, you could send a thousand pandemics our way. This one thing I know, God is going to have more of my life. He is going to possess me. He is going to live and abide in me. I am confident of this. I am confident that God is going to lead us to victory. He's going to lead us. He's going to bring us into His arms. That I am confident of. There is no sickness. There is no amount of news of death out there that can stop the love of God, that can separate His love from us. That I am confident of. And I believe we are going to walk in this confidence. We're going to walk in this strength. We're going to walk believing in this. We're going to be confident in this day and age, no matter what we see. Why did I have confidence this morning? Why wasn't I distraught that hardly anybody was here? Because I knew God was here, and I knew His Word was going to be proclaimed. I knew that God was for me, not against me. I'm not worried about numbers. I'm not worried about the money. I'm not worried about any of those things. I'm not worried about vaccinations. I'm not worried about pandemics. I'm not worried about policies and procedures. I know God is coming, and He's going to possess my heart, and He's going to cause me to help other people. He's going to cause me to help people who are broken. He's going to allow me to help people who are down and out and who are crying. There are people who are crying right now. There are people who are broken. There are people who are living in fear. I'm going to pray that God's going to bless you and invite our worship team to come back up. We're going to sing a song, victory. We're going to sing a song declaring that God is with us. That there is hope. There is hope. There is hope. Terry Borders was sharing with me a, a mother who committed suicide over the Christmas break. There are children who are living today without their mother and the tragedy and just that memory of their mother committing suicide. And that is one story of a million upon millions of stories. There are so many hurting people, but I am confident of this, that God is filling my life to help somebody. And I am confident that God is filling your life to help somebody. And we have hope today, and we're going to help people today. I'm confident that there was no ice storm that was going to stop this message from being proclaimed. I am confident that there was no amount of numbers that was going to stop God's message from being declared today. God in the New Testament wants to possess our heart. We know, we know that He stands at the door of our heart and He knocks. He knocks. He, he is coming. Jesus is coming. I, can be, I will assure you of this. There will still be more sickness. There will still be more death across our country. But I assure you, that God is coming. 
that God is going to help us. There will be hope. There will be light. And we're going to shine for Jesus. Lord, if you let us kneel, if you stand, we're going to sing. Lord, I just pray by your spirit, you'll begin to work in our hearts. You'll begin to work in our lives. Help us to see it, Lord. Help us to see it. But we're not going to see in fear. We're not going to see in doubt. We're not going to see in frustration. But we're going to see them in faith. We're going to see the problems with confidence. We're going to see what's happening around us. And faith is going to rise up within us. And we're going to have a plan to help people. We're going to have words to encourage people. We're going to have hands to lift people up. We're going to have feet to walk to the problem. When everybody else is running away from the problems, we're going to run to them. You are with us, Lord. You are with us, and you're possessing more of our life. Come, Holy Spirit, and possess us. Come, Holy Spirit, and have us. Have your way in our life. Have your way. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.